What's up, guys? Welcome to another edition of the Current Era Pod. I'm your host, Julian. Today, <laughs> why am I laughing? Uh, today, we have an NBA episode. Thank goodness, man. I, I need one of these every now and then. going to start doing more of these as the new year has come upon us. Anyway, um, we have so many things to discuss. I mean, obviously, the Boston Celtics are undefeated at home. We're going to talk about John Morant coming back. We're going to talk about Draymond Green leaving and coming back. Um, it's actually hilarious because today there's all these reports coming out or from his podcast uh, about how him and Steve Kerr cried together. And yeah, anyway, um, uh, we're going to talk about, I, I guess it wasn't really a big trade, but a trade that went down between the Celtics and the, not the Celtics, the Knicks and the Raptors. So a lot of things to discuss. We're going to talk about the sorry ass Lakers too, of course, and the Pistons. They both suck. Um, that's enough yabbering. Let's go ahead and get straight to the episode. Javar, what's up, man? It's been too long. NBA pod, we're back. There is so many things to discuss. Uh, holy crap, like, like like I just said before we started, uh, literally Draymond Green has been suspended and reinstated the last time we talked. The in-season tournament has came and went. Uh, the Lakers, oh my God. Um, we have a lot of things to discuss. So Right, had a 28-game losing streak in between. Yeah. It was like they were like in the pro- they were like in between it about the t- last time we started, we uh, potted, but yeah. Yeah. It's been a it's been a it's been a little while, man. So let's let's get right into it. Um, I, I think the best place is to start with our Lakers. Um, for anybody that's new out there, thank you for listening. I know that we've gotten a lot of new viewers uh, starting up when I started the YouTube channel. A lot of people are liking the videos. So I really appreciate it. Um, Javar, <laughs> woo, we're to start. Um, the Lakers are in trouble. We are in some serious trouble right now. We're two games under five hundred. Um, it, it's, it's so weird because, you know, the last time we talked, we were going into the in-season tournament. We ended up winning it. We were playing great. Uh, it looked like we were firing on all cylinders, honestly. I mean, we, we, we looked they like got up a to like the third or fourth stopped. seed at some point, right? Yeah. Our, our, well, we were a half game behind the third seed at like our best pace. Um, and then, I mean, something happened after Vegas, man, where we just completely fell apart. We're what, like three and 10 since, uh, the in-season tournament, um, Darvin Ham is at risk of being fired. LeBron and AD have been mostly healthy through this stretch. Uh, D'Angelo Russell has two. So has Austin Reeves. Um, I, I, personally, I don't think we can use injuries as an excuse this time. I think that we've had enough available to win some of these basketball games. But um, what do you think is has been our biggest issue in terms of the Los Angeles Lakers and why we're currently in this slump? Well, I mean, since like the jump, like we've we've been alarmed at how sluggish our offense has been like all season. Like we're not like everything just looks so hard. Like we're we just <laughs> we, we can't score. Like it's crazy. Like we don't shoot a lot of threes. We don't make a lot of threes. Um, the, the wrong people were taking shots. Um, we're just now getting to a point where like, OK, we're actually giving the ball to AD more. He's consistently getting his buckets. He's consistently getting shot attempts. But like it took 20 plus games, you know, almost 30 games for that to you know, uh, take place. Yeah, we're just not playing right. And um, we're not playing the right guys. Uh, we're, we just don't look like we are prepared night to night on, like, what the other team's going to do to us and what we should do to them. Uh, we're not running enough plays. Um, some guys are playing too many minutes. We're not, not doing shit. Um, and <laughs> it's just, it's just uh, you know, basically you just boil it down to, to like, a lot of bad coaching decisions. Um, I hate to, you know, wishing on, on a black man's downfall but you know darvin ham is just he's just not getting it man i don't know i don't know he's had enough time to where you know he's he's got his 
some things he's good at, you know, I guess keeping some guys motivated and being loyal to guys and, you know, some of the, the soft skills. But even like the playoffs, I was alarmed at like how long it took us to make adjustments, uh, how long it took us to him to, to call timeouts, to stop runs, you know, just the little mi- micro things. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, along with the micro things, we're seeing macro things like like we just talked about earlier. And it's just uh, it's kind of all bad, man. And I don't know. And I feel like he's kind of reached the breaking point where I'm not sure if he can recover from this, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's interesting, man, because, you know, obviously what you just said was coaching was our biggest issue. And a lot of Laker fans feel that way. I mean, if, if we're being honest, like there's there's I mean, I, I would say the overwhelming majority is like rooting for Darvingham to get fired. I mean, you know, as of this recording, we're playing the Clippers tonight and most of us are expecting it to be a slaughter. Like we're expecting us to get our fucking Kulos blasted by 30 um we're we're about to get embarrassed and then hopefully Darvingham is going to get fired like that's like the overwhelming consensus right now in terms of Lakerland but I want to I want to point to another another thing that may be an issue for us and look this could possibly stem from coaching too but I'm going to bring it up just to get your thoughts on it we've had guys like Cam Reddish or Christian Wood or Jackson Hayes or Gabe Vincent um guys that we signed that you know Coming into the season, we expected to get something from them. Um, and I don't think we've gotten really anything from any of those guys except for maybe two or three weeks from camp where he was just great defensively. Um, but, I mean, offensively, he's just been a disaster from day one. I mean, and, like, I really hate that for Cam because I like Cam Reddish. But it seems like every time he decides to put the ball on the floor, like, it's either a turnover or a bad shot. Um, Gabe Vincent, the poor guy, just he he's played like two or three games. Like he he's just not healthy. Christian Wood, I mean, if he's not shooting a three, bro, oh my god, like this dude is. Yeah, he, he takes some terrible threes too. I don't know who told him he's Dirk Nowitzki, but we should not be taking <laughs> step backs off the dribble, bro. When we down by eight with like eight minutes to go in the game, like what the hell is going on? Yeah, Jackson Hayes. Um, I mean, he can't control I, his body. Yeah, Jackson Hayes is just wild out there. Um, <laughs> now look, I mean. Obviously, we still have guys that we had on the roster last year, like Rui Hachimura, Jared Vanderbilt, Austin Reeves, guys like that. But Rui's playing like 20 minutes a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, Austin, I guess he got Austin Reeves coming off the bench. I mean, he just started him again. Uh, the last two games, know? yeah. And I don't. Nobody understood why. Okay, it's one thing. Okay, we maybe understood bench separating Drandro Russell and Austin Reeves. The defense was not good at all. Like it, it was, just, you know, it was just porous. Like these people just scoring at will on, on those guys. Um, so if you're gonna bring one of them off the bench, okay, Austin's done it before. He's performing pretty well off the bench. And then you bench D'Angelo Russell too. Like that. That's when I think everybody just lost their shit when when <laughs> that lineup of Cam Reddish, Torian Prince, Vando, LeBron, and AD is like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, what are you supposed to do with that? Yeah, like, I think I think LeBron kind of lost it right there, too. Like, it feels like ever since kind of that game, he's kind of just hasn't been, you know, just hasn't, his fire hasn't been there, like, night to night. Um, he, like, the body language is, is, is tough. He's kind of just giving ice grills to to players and, and, and the coaching staff when something go wrong. He's not running back on defense. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, if you lose LeBron, then what does that really mean? Yeah. Like, how can you really come back from that? So... Maybe LeBron mans up because he don't like the reputation of being a coach killer. Thing like every other year, he, he getting a coach fired. But I mean, that, that might just be what you know the cost of business. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So what what can we do to get out of this? Um, yeah, is, is, is there anything on the roster? Anything we can do 
game plan wise, because again, this was the team that won the in season championships. Mostly mm-hmm. the team, mostly the same team that went to Western Conference Finals last year made that run. I mean, without Dennis Schroeder and Malik Beasley mm-hmm. and Troy Brown Jr. and some guys that didn't play, um, you know, Lonnie Walker. Yeah, well, he he yeah he he had a big game for us, but for the most part, he didn't do much either in the playoffs or in that mm-hmm. run to mm-hmm. make it to the play in. So is it is that salvageable? Is it is there something we could do? Is it something hard Ham could do to rally the troops, or are we just waiting on a trade or a firing? Man, it's I I don't know. Like in in my heart, I feel like the guys that we have on paper, I feel like this team can make a run. Like this this team is still good enough. If we have a new leader, I think this team is still good enough to make a run. But maybe I'm just fooling myself, man. Like maybe, maybe the reality is that these guys are just not that good. Um, and you know, it seems like defenses are just attacking off. Uh, uh, excuse me, offenses are just attacking Austin Reeves. Like they're signaling, signaling, signaling him out. Um, the same thing with D'Lo. Uh, I mean, even even in games where like Le- LeBron, AD, and Austin Reeves are playing great. We're losing by double digits. Like we're yeah. we're we're getting destroyed out there. Our best um, players aren't like create separation. Like you said, uh, in, yeah. in, the, in the score, like the, the net, the the spread of net rating, whatever you want to call it, it's the plus minus is not great with our best players. Um, D'Lo, I mean, sorry, uh, AD, Braun, Austin Reeves, even AD and Braun aren't leaving like a plus right now. We don't have any great lineups. It's kind of like. I don't know, that that just means to me we got to throw out everything we've been doing and we got to <laughs> like start from from scratch and it's tough to do. We don't, you know, that's another thing with the more veteran team, you know, led by LeBron and, and you know, pretty much more more or less LeBron. We don't practice. So how yeah. do you like really like get better or implement new things? If you have a new idea for a lineup or a new, you know, sets you want to run, how do you really do that? I mean, you have to kind of just do walk arounds and shoot arounds but not really practicing it. So it's tough, man. I don't know. Um, that's even like with the new coach. Are they going to be able to come in and, you know, right the ship if, with, you know, with, with our constraints of not being able to practice much? Because uh, 21, I mean, tw- year 21, uh, 39-year-old LeBron, I mean, you know, he's got to get rest somewhere. And if he's not mm-hmm. practicing, what are you really doing in practice if you practice with him sitting on the sidelines? Like it's if he's like one of your main guys. So I don't know, man. I've, I've been thinking about it. And. Unless the players just figured out, we might just this, the, the season might already be lost, or or, or maybe a, a big trade that's just completely changing our team. But mm-hmm. I'm kind of I'm kind of down on on what, what the Lakers are doing right now because if you look at the schedule, it's not going to get any easier. Mm-hmm. This month is, is supposed to be one of the easier months for the on the schedule because it's a lot of home games. But the teams we're playing are not easy. Like yeah, uh, the Grizzlies was supposed to be one of the easy games. They lost it by double digits. <clears throat> Man, so. I think I think um, you know, I don't know. I mean, like, can we can we make a run if we get a DeJounte Murray and a Clint Capella or a a Jared Allen um and a shooter from Cleveland or I don't know, Pascal Siakam. I I mean like there's there's you know, every every guy that's on the trade block is linked to the Lakers. So like can any of those guys conceivably help us win a championship? Because I mean, first of all, for anybody that doesn't know we don't give a damn about making the playoffs. We don't give a damn about, you know, making the second round. Like, it's, it's, it's championship or bust for, for the Lakers every time. So if none of those moves can guarantee us at least a run at the title, I don't think we should do it. But if that move, and this is just me speaking, if it's DeJounte Murray, Click Capella for Austin Reeves and whoever else, 
we need to make the move. That's just my opinion. <laughs> like I, I'm, I, I, I love Austin Reeves. Obviously, I'm not as high on him as some Laker fans, but Dejounte Murray is better. Uh, I'm sorry, he's better, and we could use a Clint Capella to mesh with AD. So I would what's, make that move. Uh, what do you think? What's Murray's contract like? I thought he, I thought it expires like next year or something like that. Let me see. Mm, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Dejounte. I mean, the, the the thing about Austin Reeves, I mean, you could say whether he somebody's better or not, but it's that contract, man. Like for what we're paying him for four more years, like that's that's one of the best contracts in the league. So I'm kind of reluctant to give that up because. To build a good team, you got to have good value contracts. You got to you got to have guys like that too. He's not meant to be your. He's not supposed to be your third best player. He's supposed to be like your fourth or fifth. Um, you know. So. Well, I I understand that, but how many years left of LeBron do we have? So we, uh, we have we, four more months of LeBron. He's a free agent after this year. So I, that's right. another reason I don't feel like going all in because. What is again? What is that going to get us? Like okay, getting us to the second round with Dejounte Murray and Clint Capella. Like I don't know if. We we can't win a championship with Le- LeBron, AD, Murray, Clint Capella, and whoever else filling in. I mean, Clint Capella is not what we thought he was, right? He's kind of getting older. He's I don't even, is he even starting with the Hawks these days. <laughs> and, he is, uh, but he Jante plays Murray. like twenty five minutes a night here. Yeah. Okay, well, okay, it's just just uh, for so Dejounte, like his contract expires, like this. He's about to be for agent after this year, if I'm looking at this right. So, so that's kind of tough. Mm. Unless you know, unless he you know he's he's a clutch client, so maybe he want to be here, you know, give him a contract extension or something. <laughs> that, you know how clutch call work. Get that under the table money going. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Man, right. I mean, I, that that, that I, 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 okay. I probably pulled the trigger at this point because where we are, we can't just we can't just keep deteriorating like this. So. Yeah, I guess it would hurt. I would hurt. Um, it would, at least Austin Reeves would be in Atlanta, but I feel like that would be a good trade for the Hawks too. Honestly, like it'd probably slot him right better with the trade. Their defense would be rough, but it's kind of they need an actual two guard there. But um, I mean, are the Hawks kind of like? First of all, do you think that's enough for the Hawks? Actually, like to give up uh, Dejounte Murray right. and a Clint Capella just for? I mean, what else? What well, would probably have to be Austin Reeves and Rui. And uh, probably another contract. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Um, I guess we just got we got to do something. <laughs> we so do. you think Dejounte's the guy? You don't like Zach Levine? I feel like we if we we could trade less for Levine because nobody wants him. It's just his contract is <laughs> very big. And I was going to say his, his contract is way worse. Um, I think I think Levine would slot nicely to the team that we have, but I don't know. I, I, they might just I mean, go, okay, give us D'Lo, and, you know, that's basically an expiring. Or if he want to keep keep his player option and come back next season, whatever, it's just one more year. But they might, that might be appealing to, to them because they were playing pretty well without Levine. Mm-hmm. And Kobe White was really stepping up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I would welcome it, yeah. I mean, I just don't know how likely it is. Um, but, I mean, look, there's it's like you said, something has to be done. Um one thing I do want to discuss before we move on from the Lakers is Darby Ham's comments after last night's game uh, where he's he's basically pissed off that everybody's overreacting to losses. Um, it, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, he, those he, comments he really run to the, the wrong, wrong team. He came yeah. to the wrong team. This is, you know, if you know anything about the Lakers, our, the fans are passionate, like very loud. And, you know, we love our team. So I don't know. I mean, why, why would you want somebody to not give a damn? Like, I don't understand. We are almost halfway through the season, bro. 
we are two games under 500. We right. were the number four seed at 14 and nine. And we're losing the marathon. Seed. And we are <laughs> right. losing the fucking marathon. Exactly. <laughs> right. Like, when are we supposed to give a damn, Darvinham? Yeah. Um. He can. He can get the fuck out of here. Um. That. That. That killed me last night when I read that. I was like, "You're you nigger." Um. Let's move on. Let's talk about the Golden State Warriors, who are also struggling right now. Um. Like we discussed, you know, right before we did our last pot, or right after we did our, our last pot. Oh, yeah, congrats to the Lakers on winning the in-season championship. Got the 18th banner. We didn't even mention that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Draymond Green punches uh, Yusuf Nurkic and gets suspended for, you know, an, an undisclosed amount of time. That was an accident. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Draymond is absolutely nuts. Um, we've got Jonathan Kaminga openly calling out the coach, Steve Kerr. We've got Moses Moody doing the same thing. Uh, Clay Thompson's been up and down. Actually, Chris Moses Moody didn't openly call out. The, he, he said his people, the people around Moses Moody are, are not yeah. happy with yeah, Clay okay. Thompson. Yeah, same thing. The Warriors <laughs> are in trouble. Um, is is the dynasty over? I mean, Draymond will be back shortly, but they do not look good on night out to night out anymore. And it's, it's to the point where, like, Steph can't save them anymore. Like, Steph can drop 30 and they'll still lose. I mean, what do you – I mean – Dray- Draymond's not there. He is a big piece to what they do. But what do you think from from that standpoint of the Golden State Warriors? And you know, is it over for them? Did Draymond ruin a dynasty with that punch to Jordan Poole? <laughs> um, I mean, Jordan Poole is looking like absolute shit right now. If you look at, if you pay attention, any attention to the Wizards, I mean, I think he just had two Which points I am. the other night. Okay, so I <laughs> I'm not sure if Jordan Poole is this, you know, some well, kind of bastion for anything there. He's he's just unmotivated in Washington. He just doesn't give a damn. He got his ring. He got his money. He doesn't care. I think um, their problem is still like they they did not draft well for what they needed, and they're just still you know they're hurting from that. Um, when you when you have a a team with such a high salary, you, you know you have to hit on those draft picks because those are lower salary players that are supposed to contribute. Uh, for a while, they were doing pretty good at that with the, you know, the McCalls and the the Loonies. Um, even Jordan Poole, I think, was a either a late first round or early second round pick. Um, but you know, they they, you know, Wiseman was a complete bust. I mean, I was I was wrong on that one. I thought with his talent and from what I saw that he was going to be, a, you know, a, a helpful player for them and a star at one point. But I didn't watch college. I mean, he only played like what five or six games and. Man, that it, it shows. I mean, that just kind of—I don't know if that was the reason his his whole thing got ruined or what. But he is absolute trash on the on even on the Pistons too. Um, <laughs> and then Kaminga, I think Kaminga's got some talent, but you know, if they got Wiggins right there, they're kind of like similar players. And you know, Kaminga's finally getting his minutes, getting his shine. Um, but he's also young, and he wants to he wants to take shots. He's not trying to you know do these dribble handoffs and set all these screens for stuff. He's trying to get his numbers <laughs> so he get his money. Moody, yep. he wants he wants he just wants to play. He's actually Moody actually would do whatever Kerr wants him to do. He's kind of like a Warriors type of player, but they've got they've already got too many guards. The problem I think has really been their veterans, man. Um, you know, Steph's still having a great season, but Clay, you know, was pretty bad for most of the year. He had a, a, a good stretch um, where he was kind of came back for like a few weeks and you know, shooting well, but now he's kind of just off and on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's kind of more he's kind of realizing that he might not get back to that level, the All Star level again. So he's you know, maybe better for him, or he's kind of he's okay with less minutes or somebody's out playing or whatever. At least he seems like he's vocalizing that. 
of course, the issues with Draymond, he's been in and out the lineup with injuries and suspensions. Um, Looney fell off a cliff a little bit. They're actually finding some good minutes from some uh, some young guys they did find, like um, uh, Dale Davis assigned, Trace Jackson Davis, I think his name is. Um, mm-hmm. And um, this rookie they just drafted. But uh, I cannot say that name. Pods. <laughs> Um, little, nice little hustle guard. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. You know, I think a lot of people are burying them, but yeah. if they were to somehow get a uh, Pascal Siakam or even, uh, you know, just any, you know, there's there's some players out there. If they could get some veterans that kind of fit into what they they do, uh, maybe a Jeremy Grant or something like that. I don't know. Um, they they just, I think that's what they need. More of like a four or five, uh, three four or five, like a, some guys with some size and athleticism. Mm. Um, you know, I, I think I, they they just get the right guys, guys who are all in on the team. I think they can make a run. I, I think people are burying them, but they could be really dangerous in the playoffs if they get in there. So as presently constructed, I, I, I don't really believe in this team as presently constructed. I, I agree. That's why, that's why I, I kind of feel like they're going to make a move. They they need to make a move. Like, yeah, they're kind of on the similar with the Lakers, really. They need yeah. actually it's more apparent for them because they have too many guys. Too many guys are also just not able to play because they got. To got like Wiggins and Kaminga, Moody and Podge and blah blah blah. They they got to do something. So yeah, I think the biggest the biggest issue for the Warriors now is that Chris Paul just broke his hand, so he's going to be out for four to six weeks. Um, he was like the main trade bait for a lot of uh, you know a lot of deals from what I saw. So I'm not sure if the team is going to be willing to pull the trigger now that they're not going to get him until after the All Star break. It looks like, but. Maybe they will. I don't know. I mean, if 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 it's because I think I'm pretty sure Chris Paul's on the last year of his deal. I'm yes. sure he's expiring. So and, and I would look at want that. I would look at him almost like you know what? That's good. Go ahead and take a rest for you know a few months and basically just hopefully you you able to play in the playoffs and you know have your legs by then. You kind of mm-hmm. just want him to because his problem he always falls off and gets hurt in the playoffs. So it's like mm-hmm. you don't really need him for the regular season for someone at his age mm-hmm. and where he's at in his career. Let him just yeah. kind of be Rondo status for the Lakers. Like, that's kind of what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that idea, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it'd be interesting, man. First of all, yeah, as far as the constructed, I do think the Warriors are cooked. But if they can get a Pascal Siakam or Zach Levine or whomever is out there, um, then, yeah, they'll be absolutely dangerous. I mean, they, they might fuck around and win the championship again. We'll see. I mean, because Steph Curry and Klay Thompson – you you can say what you want about Clay. Leave him leave him open in the playoff. Please do it. Um, he's he, he's gonna burn you eventually. And well, he was trashing. But I said he was pretty bad in that <laughs> Lakers series. We we left him open a few times. And he couldn't do nothing. Not completely yeah, open, but you know, we, we, there's been times where, with a little bit of daylight that we gave him, he he would he would hit those shots, and he, I was just like, man, Clay is not what he used to be. I was happy about it, but yeah. Can that happen? But yeah, I, I agree. I, th- I don't know. Um. I don't know. I don't. I mean, do you do you want to take that chance? I guess. Like, no, do you... <laughs> no. For me, for me, it's always been Steph and Draymond. Those are the guys that I that I bet on. If they're, if they're healthy and playing like they should be, and they got some support, because when they won the championship, Clay was not that good. It was really he he was really inconsistent. Jordan Poole was inconsistent. They was basically between them. They was able to find a second score, and, and Wiggins, or sorry, a third score because Wiggins was actually the second score. He was the one consistent. So, I think Steph just needs a little bit of help. Just you know, Draymond and and, and Steve Kerr and them, they're going to figure out a defensive configuration, but offensively is where it gets a little tricky. I think the league is just caught up to, you know, what the Warriors do. And, and you know, they kind of know, especially with Clay not being the threat that he used to be. Well, the effective threat that he used to be. But at the same time, when when 
when it comes down to a nut cutting time. I mean, you look at the teams that are say you know doing so well in the West. Are you really that scared of the Thunder in the playoffs? Are you really that scared of the Kings? Or you know, it's really just the Nuggets. Um, I think even the T Wolves, you know, you know, might be a little vulnerable in the playoffs. Uh, I don't know. So okay, I don't know. Cat, Cat turns into a pumpkin in the playoffs. I'm sorry, but yeah, but it ain't Cat's team no more, dog. Anthony Edwards is a star, and I'm so glad you brought up the Minnesota Timberwolves because I wanted to discuss. Man, they are number one seed in the East. What are they? Twenty five and. Sorry, in the West, 25 and 9. Um, Anthony Edwards is a dog, man. I mean, we've, we we both have talked about how much we like Anthony Edwards and, you know, his game, his attitude. Um, two-way. He's a two-way guy. Yeah, he, he's just a dog, man. I, I love Ant. And I think the biggest difference between this season and last season where I thought that they would be this good last year, I think this year it's just that Anthony Edwards is taking that leap, man. Like from 21 points a game to like 28 points a game, like that—that's a big leap, and he's—he's yeah. he, he's out there dominating every single night now. He's—he's uh, he's looking like one of the best players in the league, which you know a lot of people knew that he could be. But if—if um, if now you have that pecking order of Anthony Edwards is number one, Carl Anthony Towns is number two, Rudy Gobert number three, and everybody else just fill in with guys like Nas Reed, Mike Conley. Um, What's their their wing guy? Uh, Jaden McDaniels. Jaden McDaniels. Uh, they still have Kyle Anderson, slow mo. I, I I like this team now. Am I? They're so big too. They, they got a lot of bigger bigger guys and wings. Like well, yeah. I mean this this team is assembled for one reason and one reason only, and that's for the Denver Nuggets. Um, which which hey, look, knock them off, please knock them off if you can. <laughs> um, but I do think that they have to show me in the playoffs that they they do. But I would not be happy to be matched up with the Minnesota Timberwolves in the first round. That's that's all I'll say. Oh yeah, yeah, I get. It. I'm just saying, like, I feel like they they're not unbeatable. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're also not like I would say they're like yeah, like how marks how the Kings were last year. It's like oh yeah, I want to match up with the Kings or I want to match up with the Grizzlies. I don't think it's like that. But it's just like when it comes to that nut cutting time, even if if the Lakers are somehow to squeeze in and match up with the with the T Wolves, I feel like we might have a chance. Is what I'm trying to say. Mm. But um, maybe I don't know. But I, I mean, I, as know, as as personally constructed, I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm saying if they were able to get it together. Um, yeah, I agree with you 100 about everything. Also, you know, they figured out how to how to get the best out of Rudy uh, mm. Gobert. Like not only offensively, but even like defensively, he wasn't really as effective as we thought he would be last year. But now he's back to being that you know probably the front runner for defensive play of the year. It looks like we're where they are record wise too. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, I think, you know, he's, he's, he's a monster down there, the Stifle Tower. And then the emphasizing cat a little bit, Nas Reed almost kind of does similar things. I'm only surprised if, you know, if they do flame out and cat has a bad playoffs like he historically does, I won't be surprised if they trade his ass, but I don't think they need to rush into that. Mm. And man, like I'm just hurting over the Conley situation because the Lakers could have had Conley and said they wanted D'Angelo Russell. Because at the time, Conley was a little injury-prone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine if we had Conley right now instead of him. It's just more steady. <laughs> or, like, offensive steadiness again. So, yeah. But, alas, well, it is what it is. Let's talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder, the number two seed in the West. They're currently 23-11. and 11. Um, We talked about Shea Gildas-Alexander in the last pod. I mean, he's even better now. Like, he, he was averaging 30. Now he's averaging, like, 32 a game. Like, 
he's still incredible. Uh, MVP front runner. This game in my opinion. so smooth, man. He kind of reminds me of some like some Kobe type moves. Like he's out there, just really working in the mid range, just trying to get to the basket. He don't shoot a lot of threes, but he can. Yeah, and I think I think with the emergence of J Dub, Jalen Williams, um, I think man, I'm I'm really high on this kid, man. Like I'm pretty sure he's gonna be an All Star one day. Um, and then of course, who did you say his Holmgren, game is like? Who J Dub? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe kind of like a mix of like a mix of like a T Mac and a. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to figure out somebody that has like a like a good handle, because like that's that's pretty much what, what he does for OKC. He has like a really good handle, a really good drive. Um, his jumper needs work, but you, you can tell he has the mechanics and it's there. Um, so yeah, I, I, I would kind of say like a T Mac, honestly. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, like uh, if 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 this kid ever gets it. Uh, it's it's gonna be tough, man, because I I I think he's a star, honestly. I think he's really good. So it seems that way. It seems like they got a kind of a big three um, mm-hmm. bubbling up there. All these motherfuckers shoot good on, from the three point line too. It's crazy. Yeah. Almost the whole team, like the whole rotation, shooting forty percent from three are down there. Like, man, they're tough. And then, I mean, what can you say about Chet, man? It's almost like everything we we talking about Wimby gonna do is like Chet gonna do. He's gonna make the All Star team, defensive team, maybe uh <laughs> probably not all NBA, but you know, I get some votes. I mean, look, man, I I've been high on Chet since I saw him in Gonzaga. I was like, man, like this. You have I, been actually. You have been. Yeah, I was, I was like, I don't get what you guys don't get. Like this this kid is special. <laughs> like this dude is seven one can him. do everything. Um, and I was like, unless. Basically, the only reason I thought that he could snatch rookie of the year away from Wimby is if it's just a situation like this where the Spurs just suck. And Wimby, Wimby's on a minutes restriction right now, which is just I hate Greg Popovich for that. Um, and you know, he's only playing. He's not having a good coaching game. season. He really isn't, in, in my opinion. He really isn't. But he's he's Greg Popovich, so he's gonna he's gonna be able to get away with it. So whatever. Um, but yeah, man, Chet is just like he, he's amazing from three. I mean, right away he came in as like an, an elite shot protector or, or uh, rim protector. Rim protector. Um, he he's like smart and like he he makes really good passes. I I love watching Chat man. Like I'm I'm like a I'm I'm a fan of this guy and I'm a fan of OKC man. Now, do I think they're for real? <sighs> they're so young, man. I, I don't think I don't think any team has just like exploded onto the scene like this and just won their first year in the playoffs because. This year is going to be their first year. I mean, I don't know if. Wait, did they make it last year? No, they didn't. No, they were they were fighting for the play, they, but they didn't they make it. Just right out the play in, yeah. Or yeah, they might so, have lost the play in to Minnesota or something like that. I can't remember. But okay, yeah. So I mean, this year is going to be basically their their first year in the postseason. So you know, it's it's going to be an experience for them, uh, especially even even if they're facing a team like like the freaking Lakers in the seven. You know, we're the seven seed. God forbid. Um, or, you know, like a team like, like SAC or, or the Warriors, like if they're facing a veteran team in the first round, I think it's going to be a real problem for them. Um, but I mean, as of right now, they're, they're, they're great. What do you think? Go ahead. Uh, Shay's made the playoffs with the Clippers and with, when Chris Paul was with OKC that one year. So he's got a little experience. They got a couple mm. like Lou Dort, I think was on that team too. So they got a couple guys with a little experience, but yeah, I generally agree with you. They, they, I mean, and they're they're humble about how they're going about it. They're not trying to say like, 
you know, like they're the new shit on the block. Like they're just kind of like, hey, we're just working and we'll see what happens. So mm-hmm. keep that mindset, you know, just for, for their fans, just be happy with the process, man. Because, yeah, they're kind of reminding me of the the KD and, and, and Russ and Harden Thunder, um, how they were developing. Um, I think they'd be they'd be happy to, to win around. Mm-hmm. I think I think that'd be that'd be good progress for them. Everything else after that is gravy. Um, so everybody everybody's excited about the Thunder, and we we you know we know they have like what 30, 40 draft picks over the next like five <laughs> to ten years or something. So um, it feels like they're a prime candidate to make a big trade. But should they do it right now, or should they just kind of let it grow, let it breathe, or you think they should pull the trigger or something? That is so tough, man. I. I honestly don't think that they. I mean, uh, unless they can get somebody to slot in that two or four spot, like perfectly, I don't think they should. Honestly, um, and then again, do you want Lou Dort off the court when he brings so much defensively? I don't think you do. Like, I, I, I think you need that. Um, yeah, do so, you want to take? Giddy still starting? Yeah, yeah, he starts. Yeah, it's it's a uh, Giddy Dort, um, J Dub, Shea, and and Chet. So. I mean, sure, like you could replace Giddy, but I think Giddy is good too. Like I, I think he 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 brings a lot to their team in terms of playmaking. Um, and just he's just a big body, just a different option to to yeah. you know run stuff through. So I don't know. I mean, but like if if a Jeremy Grant is available, I uh, yeah, uh, I mean, and you know, like you you don't have to give up, you know, one of those three core guys. I I mean, I think you kind of got to do it. So you, you think they should be looking more like for impact role players or more like a star? No, no, no. I think I, I think they need like that, like that Horace Grant, like that, that 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 really good role player, like really good, solid. I know my role. I'm going to knock down a shot. I'm going to play the right defense. What type about guy. like a Bobby Portis or something? Ew. Um, Is that not uh, enough? I, I don't think so. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm not that high on like a Bobby Portis. That's just me. But um, about like a John Collins. Hell no, John Collins sucks. I, I'm sorry, <laughs> Laurie Markin. Oh, too okay. good. well, yeah, yeah, too Laurie Markin is too good. Yeah, um, first of all, if if, if Utah does trade Laurie Markin into the Warriors, we're in trouble, like, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we, we are in trouble. Like, I, I, I hope that does not happen. Um, like, really, like, I really hope that doesn't happen, but yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, look, I, I think, I think with. With all of the capital that they have in terms of picks and good young players, if I mean maybe not this year, so you can see what you have, but in the next year, I think you should absolutely pull the trigger on something if you can because you've got all these freaking picks. I mean, what do you what do you hold on to them for? My opinion, I don't know. Yeah, I mean they got time. There's no need to rush it. Like you said, see Let's what talk- they got. Let's talk about the L.A. Clippers, man, uh, the other team in L.A. that are looking just way better than us. Uh, you know, they they lost their first six with James Harden. And since then, I think they've lost two games in the past 20 games or something like that. Like they're they're out there just dominating teams, looking as good as promised. Um, James Harden's playing great. And I honestly, I think that he has like another level that he can get to. Um, Paul George and Kawhi, when they're out there, which which have been for most of the games, I'm, I'm going to give them credit. They've been playing most games. They've looked dominant too. <laughs> um, even even Russell Westbrook, man. Shout out to Russ, man, because uh, you know, coming into the season, you're expecting to start and get a certain amount of minutes. They make this move for James Harden. Immediately you go to the bench. You're not playing four quarters. 
and you know you're getting like 18 20 minutes a night and you're still trying to be a team player you're still trying to be impactful and i think that's exactly what russell westbrook has been doing so shout out to russ he's in a way better situation now so i'm happy for him but what have you seen from the Clippers? Um, and I mean, are they are are they for real? I, I think this might be one of the best teams in the West. Yeah, I think the last time we talked, they were, uh, you know, they they were in the midst of the zero and six, or you know, in, in a bad shape. But when we talked, we were like, well, we expect them to figure this out because it's it's too much too much talent. It's too much offensive talent for them to just be languishing like they were. So I'm not really that surprised. Um, when they when they made the move, I was like, well. On paper, this seems like it should make sense once they figure it out. Like Harden, like they've been needing a point guard for like since the, the whole Kawhi and Paul George era, really. That's mm-hmm. been like the main thing they've been missing. I mean, trying to cycle Reggie Jackson, Pat Beverly, all these different <laughs> guys through uh, John Wall, Russell Westbrook. Um, so James Harden, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of a perfect situation. Like when when it when, it, when it's nut cutting time too, they got Kawhi, who has been amazing. So you don't got to worry about Harden choking, you know, when you need him, because really just pass the ball, dude. Like you don't really need to do nothing. <laughs> um, so you know he's 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 found a good um, synergy with Zubats. Like mm-hmm. it's it's just like a perfect like alley oop partner for him. I don't say perfect, but like he they've really found a good thing alley oop um, and pick and rolls. And yeah, it's just tough, man. Ty Lue is is a fantastic coach, so it's another thing. You know, you figure he's going to figure something out. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised their defense is as good as as good as as good as it is. Why? And I don't know. I just I thought I thought Harding would be kind of like a point of attack um, mm. liability. And I just I in earlier in the season it didn't seem like Kawhi still had that defensive gear. Like maybe he was still working his way back from his uh, I think his knee surgery from off season. Mm. But he's looked fully fully back now and just their schemes. I mean, yeah. So also mm. Westbrook is like really defending like really well for mm-hmm. you know doing he's only playing like 15 20 minutes off the bench but he's playing with high energy doing exactly what they need hustling i don't know man i kind of feel like when i look at the west they might be the guy you know the, the team you know this like the nuggets and then i kind of if I, if I was the nuggets i'd be looking at the clippers as like the big team to, to keep an eye on yep I, I feel like they this might be this might be the year they finally you know if they're healthy in the playoffs and can stay healthy that's really been the only reason, the main reason why they haven't been able to win, other than when Denver beat them in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Every year after that, somebody's been hurt in the playoffs. So I'm not a Clippers fan, but if, if the <laughs> Lakers can't win, I, I, you know, for the good of the game, I'm, I'm actually am a Kawhi fan because um, his game is just so buttery. He's kind of another guy that is a Kobe acolyte, looks kind of like him out there in the court, like a Kobe or a Jordan out there. So I love his game, and I wouldn't be mad at it if, if, if they made a run. Bro, imagine if Kawhi won another finals mvp for another team three like we i mean we're gonna have to start talking about all time again like <laughs> like it, it, especially in terms of his position like i mean obviously you've got braun bird kd but uh is Kawhi right there like he i mean come on i, I don't know when he's healthy we'll i mean might be yeah yeah he's kind of yeah, he's yeah. kind of got such a weird career because i don't think he has any regular season awards right no, he doesn't. You mean in terms of like MVP or? Yeah, MVP. I, he might might have a defensive player of the year, but I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, uh, yeah, I think he did with the Spurs, right? Yeah, yeah okay, he got yeah. it with the Spurs. I mean, I'm sure he's he's got All NBA, All Stars, and stuff well, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, definitely that. Yeah, yeah. But you just mean like individual awards? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like how do you really contextualize his legacy? I don't, I don't know. But mm. 
Yeah, because I mean, Bird had what four? No, three straight MVPs. Three, yeah, three straight MVPs, three championships, um, and he only played twelve years. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> that is nuts. Uh, yeah. Okay. Same with Magic, by the way. Magic had three MVPs, five, MVPs. five championships. No, five, five yeah, championships, I, three MVPs. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, and he only played like twelve years. Crazy niggas is too drunk back then to play more than ten years, <laughs> or well, barely you know, ten years. Magic is it was not the alcohol; oh, it was the women yeah. or whatever that got him jammed up. HIV, yeah, and Bird, yeah, his alcohol and just they wasn't on recovery and stuff back then. They just yeah. after the games go drink a beer and go <laughs> those go go work on the go in, in the farm or something. It's like, bro, you need to rest. Now his back gave out on, but yeah, yeah. Um, I'll just say yeah, Clippers, Clippers are, are, are big time, man. Let's talk about the Phoenix Suns. One, one um, more thing. One more thing. Oh, go ahead. What if what if the Lakers traded for Harden? I know we were did really didn't want this shit to happen, but look like hindsight, like goddamn, like maybe we should have <laughs> did it. Uh, I mean, if we could have, I mean, I know we were waiting until guys were trade eligible, but yeah, I mean, shit, yeah, I mean that would have been cool, I guess. Um, <laughs> if I mean, if if we would have got this version of James Harden, like who who knows what version he would have been in a Lakers jersey when 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 the lights are bright. Um. And we actually need you. So I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It, it would have been a totally different situation because with the Clippers, he's got Paul George and Kawhi, whereas we've got old man LeBron and AD. So it, it's a little different, in my opinion, a little different. Uh, the Phoenix Suns, man, they uh, talk about a team that can't stay healthy. Holy shit. Um, I think the big three has played like three games together <laughs> and we're like 40 games into the season. Definitely almost. less than five. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even okay. now, as yeah, yeah, even even now as we speak, like um, Bradley Beal is finally back, but Kevin Durant is out uh, with, with uh, you know with some knee soreness or whatever they're hamstring, putting on the or hamstring. Um, I think I think that this team is in trouble, man. Uh, I mean, they're not in, like in any more trouble than like we thought. Like it's, it's for the same reasons, in my opinion. Like coming into the season, I was like, okay, this team has a really good three players but they don't have much else um and two I of those think, players are very injury prone in bill and kd yeah i think i think yusuf nurkic has been really good for them honestly but other than that they've gotten basically nothing from anyone i mean if we're talking eric gordon bobo like well bobo doesn't even play um but like they they just josh Kogi, he's i mean They've got a real problem in terms of depth, and I feel like people are just ignoring it when it comes to the Suns because they're just like, "Oh, it's still Katie and Booker." Like, uh, wait till yeah, they, they get haven't the playoffs. been healthy. I'm yeah. just like, "Wait, bro! Like, are they going to make the playoffs? <laughs> like, like these, these, these dudes are not that good, man." That's just that's just my opinion. But would it, would, wouldn't it be crazy if it's the Lakers, Suns, and Warriors all in the play-in? <laughs> that would not be. That'd be so annoying. KD, LeBron, <laughs> and Steph in the playoffs. Like, man, what? This, the old guard is falling off. For yeah, real. It's over. It's over for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's these these young young cast time now for sure. Because, uh, man, yeah, man. Um, I don't really have much comments on that other than yeah, but that's kind of what we thought. Um, it is. It's kind of uh, uh, Suns fans are not loving Frank Vogel right now. It's kind of like, man, really. But he, you know, he's kind of dealt with a, a tough hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they don't love the offense or the defense, and he's kind of just struggling with the rotation, trying to find guys who play right together. But mm. their team, the roster's not that great. That I mean, they wouldn't be much better off holding on to Chris Paul either, though. But I just don't think that Bill move was a smart move. And then, 
I'm kind of shrugging my shoulders at trading DeAndre Ayton for for Nurkic and them, but no. Yeah. Well, I, I think they they had to do something. I don't think I don't think Katie liked DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> like that's kind of what it boiled down to. I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think he liked that nigga because he was definitely looking at him sideways last year, um, and in the postseason. Uh, last team in the West. John Morant, man, the Grizzlies. Bang, bang, bang. No, I'm just kidding. That's not, that's not funny. That's not funny. <laughs> John Morant, he's back. <laughs> um, first game back, man. Uh, he, dropped, he dropped a 30-point damn near triple-double game winner. He looked like he barely missed any time. He was in great shape. Um, his, his jumper wasn't really falling, and it still really isn't until he played the Lakers, of course. Uh, but, I mean, man, like, John looks, John looks great. Uh, th- this team, and you know what? Let me give Desmond Bain some flowers because he has been trying his hardest to hold this team together for 25 games without their best player. Um, he's quietly averaging like 25, six and six yeah. on really good efficiency. And he's trying to do everything for that team when, when job was out. So I, I wouldn't be mad if Desmond Bain makes the all-star team. That's just my opinion. Um, but yeah, now that Jaws back, uh, this team is like three games out of the 10th spot. I, they're they're probably going to make the play in. Um, it, it's eleven teams fighting for ten spots in the West. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody somebody ain't gonna make it. Somebody is not gonna make it. Which is real quick. Interesting. So I I don't really have many comments on on the Grizzlies just because yeah it's good for Ja to get back you know stay out of trouble bro like the game needs you um yeah America you team USA needs you America needs you like we <laughs> we, we need good American. Uh, young players stop acting up. All the all the best players are Euros. And it's like that's kind of kind of awkward. But um, yeah, I don't really have much to say. We'll see if they can make a run. I, I thought John missing twenty five games was going to bury them, but you know the fact is with the play in, it just it seems like you're never out of it in, in the mm-hmm. NBA now with the play in um, until like the last month of the season. Yeah. Real quick, um, at, at what point are we going to say like? We're gonna look up at Luca and be like, "Damn, you've been in the league five, six years and ain't did shit yet." Like, <laughs> when, when are the Mavericks gonna really get some pressure? Or Luca, you know, maybe maybe we should start putting some pressure on Luca to put pressure on this team to start winning something because they're kind of just okay, you know. At least they're not bottoming out like they were last year, but you know, it's still kind of just the Luca show. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, man. He's what I think he's made like four first team All NBAs in his first five seasons, which is ridiculous. Um, so like individually, he and, and even this year, I think he's averaging like close to like thirty five. Like he, yeah. bro, like he's he is cooking this year. But and great percentages too. Yeah, but it's like you said, like nobody thinks that this team even has like a remote shot of winning anything this year. So maybe they make a trade. I mean, I don't know, I don't know, but. Yeah, I mean, like to to answer your question, I do think it's it's probably about that time where we're just like, okay, like it's great that you're doing these things in a regular season, but when it when it all comes down to it, like are 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 you just gonna keep racking up these first team All NBAs and just just hope that ten of those is enough to you know stamp your legacy, or are you just gonna force your way out of Dallas or what? Um, I don't know, man. So, something has to give because you know. Mark Cuban historically is, he sold out. is aggressive. Yeah, but he did. Yeah. Well, he's still president of basketball operations, quote unquote. He still yeah, maintains the basketball responsibility. Until he gets fired. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Until he gets fired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that title doesn't mean shit. He sold them for what, like uh, four billion three, or something? Three and a half billion. Something three and a half billion. Yeah. So, yeah. woo. He bought that team for two hundred million dollars. So, 
Shout out to Mark Cuban, man. That is, come up. that is a come up. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as good as MJ. I think he bought the team for like less than 200 million. Sold them for like five, four or five. Oh, wow. So, um, and, and, okay, one last thing. Are you uh, Where are you at on Zion? Is he going to be on that level of like the MVP, all NBA first team type player, or, or, or is he just going to be, you know, an all star good player? And, you know, we just, we're not going to talk about him like that. Man. This season has really kind of opened my eyes with Zion Williamson. And it's unfortunate because I've been a really big fan. Like, I, I pretty much watched every Pelicans game last year and this year. Um, but this year, because I have him on my fantasy team, I've, I'm, I'm just noticing that he's just – I mean, he's he want to be there? But, yeah, m- m- maybe maybe he needs that, that new situation already, which is crazy. Like, this, this dude's been in the league for, like, four or five years, and we're already talking about – Oh, like maybe he needs to be traded, or maybe he need like, I don't know, man. He's been saying um, this for years. Yeah, but it's 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 just unfortunate because I really do feel like with this team that they have, CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, uh, Herb Jones, Jones, Trey Murphy, Valanciunas, like I think that uh, Jose Alvarado, like I think that this is a good team. I think that they they could possibly make the first or second round. Um, and if Zion's playing to his potential, they could make the Western Conference Finals. Like I, that wouldn't be crazy to me if if, if that were to happen. If Zion was playing to his potential, but it, it just doesn't seem like this year he really has. Like he, I don't know. And they've got a good uh, coach. Yeah, and I, I I really like Willie Green. I I, I agree with that. I I think he's he's a really good motivator. I I think he runs great schemes. Um, and he 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 like he has all these guys bought in, and I, I think that they believe in him, but. This team is only going to go as far as Zion takes them, and I don't think that that's going to be very far with what I've seen from him this year. Um, and I'm I'm not even talking about like the, the the points per game. Like I'm just talking about his attitude on the floor, his motor. Like everything is just down this year. Uh, now he was dealing with some off court issues with the Mariah. Uh, what's the girl's name? Mariah Mariah Mills, Mills. thing early yeah. this year. So maybe that is just. I mean, he he's a new father. It's so like maybe he's dealing with personal stuff. I don't know. Is he? But, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, with his actual girlfriend. Yeah, yeah I'm going to say, yeah, he literally was cheating on her with, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like I, maybe maybe all that stuff's just impacting him. Maybe he's tired of people calling him fat and it's just getting to him. I don't know. But um, this Zion Williamson and this New Orleans Pelicans team has a first-round stealing at best, in my opinion. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, we know that Zion's got another level or two, so maybe – you know, the juices are flowing. If they get into the playoffs, he's dominating. He just turns it on. Yeah. No, I, I, don't, yeah, I don't know. Okay. But I feel like they, they really got to make some strides this season, like mm-hmm. playoff-wise and, like, actually winning something. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, trade last week. Yeah, man. OG Ananobi got traded to the New York Knicks for RJ. They gave they him RJ Barrett already. Not, not RJ Barrett. And uh, they also got Emmanuel quickly. Um, how long have we been saying that Archie Barrett is a bum on the pod? Like, I don't, I'm okay. He's not a bum. Actually, he's well, a bum. Like, <laughs> Archie Barrett is he, a fucking bum. He's a good player. He does not, he's not, <laughs> I, I, I never thought he was going to be a star. I just never thought he was going to be what he mm. thinks he is. Man. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought, I thought his ceiling was like a Rudy Gay, like at best, which that's not, that's a good, that's a good player <laughs> laughing, but that's, that's a good player. Rudy Gay was better. Uh, give me Rudy Gay. What are you talking about? That's that, that, that his ceiling. I'm not saying oh, he's his ceiling. Okay. Now. Yeah. okay, okay, okay. Like okay. a Rudy right. Gay or like a, you know, Warriors 22 Andrew Wiggins or something, you know, just, uh, uh, you know, 18 and, 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 and six on some decent defense type stuff. I don't know. Mm. Mm. 
Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I was uh, I was never on RG Barrett. Um, I do think that the Knicks are smart for you know trading trading uh, trading him away. Honestly, it, it sucked to lose Emmanuel quickly too in that deal because I thought that he's a really good guard. Um, but now he has a chance to shine in Toronto as a starting point guard. Um, and he's now trying to get like thirty million a year. They couldn't afford it, especially because okay. they have Brunson already. Okay. <laughs> And now they've got OG Ananobi in New York. They've played a few games, and it looks like he fits right in. Um, Amazingly, yeah. Like, Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau's nuts. Like, in, in the first game, he literally played 40 minutes. Like, I, I, Tom Thibodeau just doesn't care, bro. Okay, bring, bring it back, man. I'm, I'm, that's how I want. Like, bring it back to Kobe, Iverson, T-Mac. When you growing up, all our stars played 40 minutes a game. Like, I used to be running out there 45 minutes a game. That's what I'm going to see, man. Bring it back. This load manager bullshit. Anybody try to see stars playing 32 minutes a game? Get your ass that's, out there. That's crazy, bro. No, don't, no, don't listen to him. Don't do that. That's, that's, <laughs> Come on, man. that's why you niggas only playing 11 years instead of 20. Like, <laughs> you're probably right. Run, but yeah, running out there 45 minutes a game. Like, oh man, Tom Thibodeau, he he does not care. Um, they 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 brought Taj Gibson back off the couch, which is hilarious. Um, but look, the 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 Knicks are are. are uh, what 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 I'm trying to say? The Knicks are like trending upward right now. Like they're yeah, they they beaten some really good teams. They just like beat the shit out of the Sixers at home Sixers, with Embiid. Yeah. Um, Julius Randle is bounced back from his horrid all time horrid start. Jalen Brunson is just looking like uh, I, I mean he can't have first team All NBA because there's Shea, there's Luca, there's Halliburton. Tyrese Halliburton. Um, but I mean, damn, like he he's close, man. Jalen Brunson is amazing. He's going to be an all-star this year. Uh, what do you think about the Knicks? What have you seen from them? They're, they're one piece away, I feel like, to really I, being like in, in that contention. Um, it sucks yeah, that they lost Mitchell Robinson, man. Because I, I think I think low-key, yeah. if, if they would have had Mitchell Robinson, they might have been able to do something with like the Bucks and the Sixers. Now, the Celtics, that's a different story. But they might have been able to do something with the Bucks and the Sixers if, if Mitchell Robinson was healthy. Yeah, it's almost like they're trying to be kind of like a like the the mid two thousands Pistons, you know, where it's just like the starting five is just, you know, everybody fits together seamlessly and and mm-hmm. has you know perfect roles for what they're able to do. And yeah, they just need. I mean, the Hartenstein is playing pretty good for them. Uh, he is, yeah. But yeah, they, that's, that's kind of what they need. It's like either. I mean, if Randall could, could, could continue playing how he is, I think that's that's great. Um, but it, okay, if that's going to be how it is, then yeah, so like a five, um, kind of like a Miles Turner or something. That'd be good for them, I think. Um, mm. I don't know, but yeah, I feel like feel like they're just they're just I don't know what it is, but if, if that's the route they're going to go with, like five great players, um, is yeah, is probably need another center. But if they could also try to swing for like a star around Brunson and Adenobi, I don't know what. I don't know what you would do at Randall. Like he could be a part of it, but he doesn't have to be. I feel like Brunson and Anobi are the guys that they should keep and try to build around. And but they got some cooking, man. I like what they're doing. They're not like because the Knicks for like all my life have just been like trading all their assets <laughs> for you know old stars or like guys that are had one good season and you know they expect them to you know be a star for the Knicks, like Eddie Curry or whatever. He had one good year, and now Isaiah Thomas gave him, gave him like, max money. Um, Tyson Chandler. You know, yeah, exactly. I mean, even, like, Melo was not a good move because uh, they traded everything for him, and now they didn't have a team to, to for him to, to develop with. Um, 
I don't know. So I feel like their front office is doing it right. They still have all their assets. Um, they still have most of their draft picks. So if I was a Knicks fan, I'd be happy because um, they're also like relatively young, and then you know, you know, not they, they have a lot of upward mobility. I, I just like everything they're doing right now. Yeah. Um, another team that we probably don't like everything that they're doing, those sons of bitches, the Boston Celtics. Uh, they are currently undefeated at home. They got the best record in the NBA. Uh, they're pretty much as advertised. I mean, we knew that they were going to be great right out the gate, and damn, are they. 17-0 uh, at home is ridiculous. I'm pretty sure that ties an all-time start for the Celtics. And, yeah, they, <laughs> they like they're like best in the league. They're like starting five. Like they had to be the All Star team if they wanted to. Like they're just they they fit too well. Um, Derek White, I never thought he was. I never knew he was this good. Like I know Boston fans, Spurs fans, the guys who like really watched them closely. They were trying to hype him up, but I just I didn't think he was all that. But apparently he is. Sometimes he'd be taking like twenty plus shots a game and doing really well with that. So I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah. And so basically, swap Marcus Smart for him for like a better Marcus Smart. And I, Drew Holiday, actually a better Marcus Smart for real, and he doesn't even really shoot. Man. Like he barely scored. He's just he's just all in on being a role player and playing good defense and a connector. Amazing. Yep. Um, and then you know Jalen Brown, he's taking a little bit less shots, but he's still effective. Um, they they're doing just fine with with if he or Jason Tatum misses a game because they mm-hmm. just got so much talent. I mean Porzingis has been like everything for them, and he's been yep. relatively healthy. Yep. 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 That's just uh, and then Tatum having a fantastic year too. I mean, it's kind of he's kind of just been like a uh, pretty consistently like the last four or five years, just kind of like 25, 26 a game. You know, good good shooting. Like he's kind of just he hasn't really. Uh, I mean, is, is there like more levels to his game? I don't know. He's kind of just like he's fine exactly where he is. I mean, he's like mm-hmm. top five to top ten. He can win a championship with him as your best player. He's he's. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know. Like they, they really don't have any more excuses, man. It's kind of like everything <laughs> is set up for them to win. So yeah. even yes. their contenders in the East aren't really that. You know, they have a, a, a lot of flaws. Really, just the Celtics and the Nuggets are probably like the teams. Only teams that are like going into this right now are like completely happy where they are and feel like they probably got enough to win a championship. Yeah, that's that's pretty much where where I ended at with this Celtics team. Um, there's there's no excuses. You've got to get it done this year, whether you face the Nuggets or the Clippers or whoever it may be, um, or the Lakers. You've got to get it done. And uh, this is this is the best team they're gonna have. Uh, this is the best chance they're gonna have. Hopefully, everyone can remain healthy. And yeah, man. I mean, it's right now. It's it's the Celtics' title to lose at this point. I mean, they're they're good, man. And they're not just beating like the Pistons and you know the you know whoever else is trash like they're 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 beating good teams um, handily. So shout out to the Celtics, you stinking. They're still undefeated at home. Seventeen to zero at home. Seventeen to zero. Yeah, that's yep. tough. If they're gonna have home court advantage through the playoffs. <laughs> Let's talk about the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Um, Hold on, one, one, one more minute. Okay. Uh, for the Raptors, how do you feel about them? For what are they doing right now? Are they just going young, blowing it up? A little, a little overdue for that, but yeah, they kind of they let Kyle Lowry walk, let Fran Van Lee walk. Now they're trading some guys away. It's, it's interesting because I feel like we, we've had this conversation since like the bubble about the Raptors. Like pretty much after they won a championship, we we're just like, what are they doing? Um, Pascal Siakam has bloomed, and honestly, I think they are going to trade him before the trade deadline. Uh, I think them trading uh, OG Ananobi a week ago was kind of like the sign that like, all right, 
it's time to like start over. Um, they've got some pieces. Like I, I, I wouldn't mind like a, a Chris Boucher or a Jakob Pertl, um, or Pascal Siakam, whatever, whatever you want to do. Uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind some of the guys, uh, that they have, uh, even like, a um, uh, I was going to call him Gary Temple. What's their shooter? I can't never remember his fucking name. Uh, Trent Jr. Gary Trent Jr. Gary, Gary, Gary Trent Jr. Um, I think, I think, I mean, this this Raptors team can't like do anything in the postseason seriously, so yeah, blow it up. But then again, these teams don't think like the Lakers. Like these teams are like, oh, we're getting a playoff. We had a great year, so whatever. Yeah. Um, to that end, real quick, Kaka, the Hawks. What the fuck? Are, what what are they? <laughs> I don't I don't know what's going on with the Hawks. I don't know. It's just not working. Whatever they're trying to do is just not working. Yeah, it isn't. It isn't. Is that? Trey Young's fault because he he started to see them pretty bad too. But you know, in the past month, I remember in, in December, I think he averaged like thirty and twelve on decent efficiency for him. He's picked it up, yeah. Yeah, uh, but I mean, they're still six games below five hundred. I mean, they're the eleventh seed, but I guess they're they're only a half game out of the play in, so anything can happen. I don't know. I, I'm so disappointed in DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, man. I, well, I, I thought I he, he I thought he'd take that next step by now. Yeah, I think he is hurt right now, but he just he's he's always hurt. He he gets hurt every year and he <laughs> just just hasn't taken that next step. He was like a number four pick for them, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that, yeah. But while we're talking about the Hawks, let me give a shout out to Jalen Johnson, um, who's their starting three right now. This kid, this kid low key, man, I, I think I think he might have all star potential. Um he, he has a really good jumper. He's crazy athletic. athletic. He's really yeah. good defensively. Um, he rebounds really well for his size. And I don't know, like they they may have found something with this Jalen Johnson kid. If if he can ever get like like a go to move where you can just give him the ball and he can get a bucket, uh, yeah, the, the the Hawks might have something with him. But he's a second yeah. year, right? I remember liking him in summer yeah. league when it was here. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So shout out to Jalen Johnson. Um, Let's talk about the Milwaukee Bucks real quick, though, man. They are quietly the second seed in the East, 25 and 11. They've won a few games here and there, but I still think Giannis people are kind of – Yeah, I mean, Giannis, especially in this past, like, three weeks, he's just been like – he's like, okay, just get the fuck out the way. Like, <laughs> get out of my way. Like, just let me do what I do. But uh, Dame Lillard still hasn't looked great. Uh, I mean, he's averaging 25, but – I mean, look, I, I I didn't expect him to come in and average 30, but I didn't expect him to look like a pedestrian or like, yeah, like he, another he guy struggles out, there. out there more than I thought. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, he's not shooting. Like, let me look, look at his percentage. I felt like he's, he's shooting like shit every time I see. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I, I know his last game he did not shoot well. He's, he's shooting 43 percent from the field and 35 percent from three. So okay. that's just below his standards. And. Like he, the vibes don't like he's not playing any defense, and he just doesn't yeah. look like he he's interested in really going hard right now. I don't know. Does I know he didn't want to be there, but he's <laughs> got a pretty good opportunity here. Well, I think, and you know, this is something that Giannis has called out with Adrian Griffin, and you know, it's weird. Like they they've had a few public spats, and uh, I'm not sure why, but anyway, um, I feel like this starting lineup of Dame Lillard and Malik Beasley, they've kind of got to look at it and be like, okay, like. We're getting killed defensively. Like these, it's basically like starting D'Lo and Austin Reeves. Like we're like they're they are killing us defensively. Yeah. yeah, like it's just straight straight food. I mean, so 
in, in, in this last game they played, they actually benched Malik Beasley. Um, so. Some of them motherfuckers shooting like 47% from three. Oh, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> he couldn't hit sh- nothing with the he Lakers. Could, oh, my God. He couldn't hit nothing, man. Yeah. It's, it's, the, the Lakers it's curse is real, man. Yeah. It's real. It's real. <laughs> yeah, Malik Beasley's having like a career year, by the way. Um, yeah, it's just disgusting. Uh, Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, talk about another guy who, before he rolled his ankle a week or two ago, was averaging like 35 plus, not even playing fourth quarters, dropping 40 and 50. Um, albeit it was on like the Hornets and yeah, they, they absolutely stomp bad teams, but um, that's what you're supposed to do. Like, you, you I mean, you, you're supposed to kick those teams' ass, and that's that's what they were doing. So, um, it looks like Joel Embiid is in line to get another MVP if he keeps this up. They're currently third in the East. Um, Tyrese Maxey, man, I just I can't say enough about the kid, man. He's he's great. Um, he, he's taken an, an incredible leap this year. Uh, and I, I expect him to make an all-star team this year um, as a lock. And Tobias Harris still stinks. Um, I, I I don't trust his team. He in just the got hurt, did really, Yeah, he did. Um, but before that, he was terrible. I, I still don't trust his team in the playoffs. I, I mean, depending on matchups, I wouldn't be surprised they get bounced in the first or second that round. That was my but. question, actually. How, how do you feel about their playoff ceiling? Because it's... I'm sure they're having fun right now. Embiid probably winning back to back MVP, which is great. Scoring title. What's gonna be like his third scoring title? Like man, so. probably. Is he is he like a better is he better than Shaq at like at scoring the ball? I, I'm not just like as a player, but like um no. Okay, well. No. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't think so. No. Shaq I mean, couldn't shoot threes or free throws, but he just just the automatic bucket. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, Shaq Shaq averaged twenty or he averaged what thirty points a game in two thousand when like everybody had like three seven footers. Um, they were filing the shit out of him. Like, I feel like it was way harder to score thirty points back then than it is now, especially with the rule changes and. I said the game was different. You, you couldn't, you couldn't zone back then. So you you you, you, you had to basically guard Shaq one on one or commit to or a double, double team immediately. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was still dropping thirty and forty and like in the playoffs in the finals. Like I'm, I give me Shaq, give me Shaq. I I, I, I know. You don't you, you don't mean like as a player, but if you're talking about who just scores better, yeah, 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 yeah just, just like yeah, Shaq. ability, yeah, get Shaq. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. But look, it, well, I mean, all that to say, like Embiid is like, I think it's arguably like the most talented. Well, him and Jokic at this point, the most talented centers I think I've ever seen. Like the, what they can do on the court on all yeah. aspects of the game is just unbelievable. But so I, I, I absolutely love watching this guy, man. But he, for one, he's got to be healthy in the playoffs. He always gets hurt in the playoffs, like Chris Paul. And does do they have enough? I don't know. This I feel like once you get you get back to back MVPs, like you, you're in rare fried air, you need to win a championship. So now if he wins his MVP, he's, he's going to be officially like on Jokic status, where it's okay. Well, what next? You got to you got to win a championship. I don't care about anything else you do anymore. So I, I hope I hope I hope they they get it together because I, I do. I root for Joe and B. That we we've been rooting for this guy since he was a rookie. Like we thought he was just that dude right off the gate, and he he proved us right. So hopefully he can continue that, and or you know he gets fed up and want to come to the Lakers. So <laughs> win win. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Tyrese Halliburton and the Indiana Pacers really quick, man. Um, talk about a guy having a breakout year. Uh, you putting some wild stat lines up. Yeah, I mean twenty and twenty, which is just yeah. <laughs> it's just nuts. like every other night is fifteen plus assists. I'm like, how is he still averaging like thirteen assists? <laughs> yeah, man, the the Pacers, uh, they're they're so fun to watch because they they have so many guys and 
you know, I I really got to give credit to Rick Carlisle. Like they they remind me of that 2011 Mavs team where they were just kicking our ass, sharing the ball. I mean, Dirk was still dropping 30 on the shore, but they had JJ Bray and Sean Marion and Tyson Chandler and Jason Kidd and everybody else was uh, Jason Terry. Everybody else, everybody else was killing us too. Like um, that, that's pretty much what it is for this this Indiana Pacers team. Like you still got to worry about fucking uh, Andrew Nimhard and. Uh, Miles Turner, Buddy Hill, and um, what's the rookie? Benedict Matherin. Like they, they got so many guys that can just drill you with all these threes or layups. Like it's just hard. Like these these dudes have scored 150 points. I was about to say they, they, their defense is shit, but they're gonna score 150 on you. Yeah, like that's that's just that's ridiculous, man. Um, and then Tyrese Halliburton himself, like this this kid, man, he's just he, he's just doing whatever he wants out there. Like there's, I I, I really feel like teams have a problem because like. You can't really like hard double him because if you do, he's just gonna give it to Buddy Hill for another. Like, do you want Buddy Hill shooting open threes when he shoots forty seven percent? Um, or like, like if you play him one on one, he's just gonna blow by you, uh, or he's gonna shoot his little step back three, which is so ugly, but it's money. If he throwing um, people off, how ugly it is. I don't know if yeah, like, and he, he has like crazy range. Like he has like Steph Curry range. So, uh, I mean, look, the paces are a problem. I mean. I mean, obviously the, the the playoffs are going to be a different story, and we'll see we'll see if those guys can make those shots in the playoffs when the lights are brighter. But right now in the regular season, man, everybody's having fun. I love it, man. What, what do you think? I can't help stop thinking about how the Lakers shut them down in the in season tournament final, like a team yeah. that's just. I think they got the best offense in the league right now, right? Um, yeah, or something somewhere close. As far as like and, rating, yeah, 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 offensive rating, uh, scoring 130, 140, 150 every other night, and I think the Lakers almost kept them under 100 points, right, or at least under 110, something like that. Something so, like that, yeah. Um, I, don't know, I, I shouldn't bring the Lakers up in this in this context, but I just can't <laughs> stop thinking about that. But maybe that's a little concerning for the Pacers about you know when in the playoffs when teams actually focus in on the tendencies of what they're trying to do. Is, you know, you're not going to be playing as, as free and getting all those open shots. So maybe maybe that was a learning experience for them because um, mm-hmm. I don't think either of those guys have real playoff experience. Maybe Miles Turner. Miles Turner does. Yeah, but that's it. But um, so they're a young team and, you know, they, they'll be happy to just uh, what they like six seed now. They'll be happy to lock in a spot and make some noise. Yeah, I agree. Um, real quick before we talk about. The Orlando Magic. I do want to talk about the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> uh, they snapped their what was it? Twenty eight games, twenty seven games. Twenty eight. Yeah, and they only they only lost because after the the Raptors traded, and they made a trade, and then they basically used that as an excuse to not play hard and mm. lost that game. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the Pistons for making history. You had the longest <laughs> losing streak ever. Holy crap. Um, but you know what? I'll tell you what. I've I've never been more excited and more in tune to watch the goddamn Detroit Pistons then when they were on this little losing streak. It, it was fun, like, just to see, like, they 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 played the Celtics, like, a week and a half ago. Uh, yeah. or, or, sorry, like, a week and a half before they they won. And, like, it, it went to overtime. Like, they, they were playing so hard. Like, <laughs> K Cunningham. The Celtics were playing hard, too. They was like, no. Yeah. Like, and they was like, never. And it was at home. It was in Boston, too. Yeah, that would have been Boston, funny if they yeah. had the one team to beat them. Yeah, man. It was just, it was so funny. It was so funny. Um, but, look, man, I... I I like the Pistons to an extent. Like I think K K, like I said, is a star. Um, Killian Hayes fucking sucks. Like I, I don't get how he's doing the league. They, they, they got to get rid of this guy. Um, but who's that dude? And, like Liverpool or something? Like li- that? Oh, Isaiah Livers. He's, Liber- he's that, a shooter. That dude. No, he ain't. 
<laughs> I'm that dude is, is garbage, bro. Like, whenever <laughs> it's like, who are these dudes they throwing out here, man? <laughs> Alec Burks, he just be throwing the ball over the place and doing crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like Jalen Duran from the business too, but yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. He's about the only other guy. Him and Cade, about the only ones worth. Or in Bo <laughs> Bojan. Yeah. Trade him, Lakers. All right, and then last last thing we're talk about is the Orlando Magic. Orlando Magic. Um, they're retiring Shaq's jersey, but who cares about that? The Orlando Magic are good. Late, I mean, breaking news. Like they're twenty and fifteen. They they beat the Nuggets the other day in overtime. Um, Paolo Bancaro is just he's he's raised a level. First of all, averaging twenty points as a rookie is just nuts. I, I'm pretty sure nobody's done this as Allen Iverson. But the fact that you're even no. better now, what? Luca did that. Luca didn't average twenty as a rookie, did he? I'm pretty sure he was. Well, why you look that up? Um, even even getting better is just is just great. Franz Wagner has also taken his his game to another level, and Pat Bev challenged these guys before the season started because 20, ESPN twenty five because ESPN had both of them in the top fifty of like you know their player rank this year, and he was like, okay, well they shouldn't be terrible this year then, um, and they're not. They're actually really good. They're they're getting really great play out of guys like Jalen Suggs and Cole Anthony. Um, even Wendell Carter Jr. is playing solid for them when he's been healthy. Uh, Mo Wagner, like this this Magic team is good. Uh, do I think that they're gonna like beat any team in the playoffs? Probably not. Uh, same with the OKC. They're, they're they're young. They're raw. They're playing on just talent right now. But I'm I'm, I'm happy for Orlando. Like they. If you talk about a franchise that's pretty much been in the gutter for my entire lifetime, it's been the Orlando Magic. Um, aside from, you know, those Dwight years, which was eight who, years. Who would so. you say is their best player? Franz or, or Paolo? It's Paolo. It's Paolo. I, I I think I think Franz is like their playmaker slash guy that like they like Franz might be the me the more important guy, but Paolo's their best player. Like I don't think I don't think there's like a real conversation to be had. That's just my opinion. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. Um, well, I guess the difference between them and OKC is, you know, they've got Shea Gilgis, who's like a top five player. So I don't yeah. know if Paolo is <laughs> uh, even even sniffing top twenty, top thirty yet. But you know, they they've got they've got a lot of good players, similar to OKC. I see what you're saying. But yeah, man. Um, Orlando, they have. I mean, outside of the Vooch years when they were just kind of making the eight seed, getting stomped by the Bucks, they. I haven't really done shit since the White Dwight Howard year, so it's good, man. They got 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 some talent bubbling in. They could actually be a problem in the next few years. So I do like their team though. I still feel yeah. like they uh Fultz has been injured, right? And um yeah. who who is their point guard? Is Jalen Suggs. Suggs. Yeah. He's more of a defensive guy, I feel like. Yeah, but I mean he's he I mean He's been knocking stuff down, and they've got Cole Anthony off the bench, who's been really good for them off the bench this year, surprisingly. Yeah. I think he's averaging like 15-plus a game, which is great yeah. off the bench. I mean, damn, shout-out to Cole Anthony. I thought he was going to be out the league in, in, you know, in a few yeah, years. Yeah, well, I, I was not liking his traje- trajectory <laughs> last year, but, uh, yeah, shout-out to him. He's, he's playing really well off the bench, knowing his role and accepting that. Yeah. Yep. All right, man. Look, great, great pot. We got uh, another one in the bucks, in the in the bucks, uh, in the can. Hopefully, we can discuss again once the Lakers make a trade or they fire Darvinham because we're. I mean, we, we have to discuss that. Um, so like I guess the Lakers going like a, a nine game losing streak or something. They just, it's just, just, it's just. It's a chance. Is that we what it's going to take? Man. 
is 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 that what's going to take for us to fire Darvin Ham and make a trade? Well, the like, trading deadline is not until like a month away, and yeah, I, I, February. You know, from what we have, I feel like we might be up against the deadline because teams gonna feel like they could get something better until you know until it's near the buzzer. So we might just be stuck with what we have roster wise for like the next month. And uh, you know, Jeannie's kind of cheap, man. She ain't trying to pay pay Darvin Ham his his salary and then hire another coach. Um. You know, if history's told us anything, like she doesn't like to do that. So I don't know, man. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm backing, I'm batting down the hatches. I think it might be, maybe <laughs> a, a rough winter for the Lakers. We'll see. Got the Clippers tonight as we record. Hopefully, we can beat them. We're not over and under twenty or thirty point margin. Twenty uh, point over, margin over over under. over twenty over twenty for sure. I'm, I, I, I'm expecting us to get like by the by the end of the first quarter. Um, it's gonna be over. <laughs> like, you would you would actually bet money the Lakers get blown out tonight? Yes, I actually <laughs> I actually might do that. Like I, 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 I'm gonna I do that right now. Actually, yeah, like, I'm probably gonna do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, oh, man, good stuff, bro. All right.